All right. What's up, everyone? This is Isaac with Hunger Smash Fitness coming to you once again, bringing more of the greatest strongman content you can hope for. Hopefully, uh, that's our plan at least. Um, and today we have uh, Andrew Prosser, Clay West, and Leo will be joining us a little bit later. Uh, first off the bat, I will call out uh, my co host and I, John. These are our YouTube channels right here. So, the big thing that I've been doing lately, had a great interview with Jeff Carone. So if you're interested in anything, I broke it down by topic, essentially. Um, so, you know, old time strongman, his ideas on that, training philosophy, uh, his opinion on WSM, all that sort of stuff. Go through, check those videos out. Please subscribe to my channel and uh, like any of the videos that you like. And then with uh, John over here at My Block Strongest Man. John, any of the videos that you want to talk about? Yeah, I've had a lot of really good stuff come out recently. So I also interviewed JF Carone. Uh, mine is all in one piece because I'm just experimenting with what works better that my audience prefers. So uh, we did that one all in one piece. Uh, Camilla Fogagnolo and Carl Sherry are Arnold winners out of Australia. So I interviewed them together. That's a great one. Catch that one for sure. And then we have uh, Pro Circus Dumbbell Tips from Leifa Ingalls, which uh, raised my PR by 15 pounds. So thank you, Leifa. And uh, then I have my World's Strongest Man 2021 prediction video. So check that one out. I know the events aren't announced yet, but uh, hey, let's be honest. They don't announce them until the last second anyway. So you got to get the video out, right? So those are my predictions. Uh, check it out. I'm not going to tell you who I think is going to podium. You got to watch it to find out. And then um, we, we kind of broke out some videos of live streams we've done in the past. We had James Stanko and Joshua Hillen on together. And so I've tried to do a couple of like bios. So who is James Stanko? Who is Josh Hillen? Uh, James, Josh, and Isaac talk truck pulling, stuff like that. So look forward to all that stuff. And that's what I have coming out. Nice. Very nice. Um, yeah. And then uh, I wanted to call out just kind of before we get into the meat of it, I'm helping out with a uh, with a strongman competition here on May 8th. It says in Spokane, Washington, it's actually been moved to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So for some of you that's closer, for some of you that may be far, farther away, um, instead of scrolling all through the page, I went ahead and found the application sheet so we can kind of look through and see what everything is. So they have the different divisions, uh, women's open, uh, men's open, all that sort of stuff. One thing I wanted to say, uh, they have not had very many women sign up at all yet. So if you are a woman who is interested in strong man competitions, please check it out and see if you could sign up because that would help everybody out a bunch if we could get more people to apply to this competition. We have lots of lots of guys that have signed up. Um, but if you're, you know, if you're a man and you're still interested, it doesn't hurt to have extras. Um, so if we go down here, let me see, they went through. So the coin box deadlift, they changed up a little bit. It's no longer going to be three attempts. It's going to be a starting weight. You can have unlimited skips, but the weight will be um, increasing by 40 pounds every, uh, every round, basically. And you can have unlimited skips and then it'll be last man standing. So if you want to skip four times, five times, whatever, uh, go for it. And then it's last man standing with that. There were a couple other things that have been changed. I think the log press is the same. Farmer's carry is the same. Power stairs are the same and stone over yoke, I think was the same. And then some of the weights have been changed as well. So for the women's event, 
here's the uh, weight for all of it. Um, so look through if that looks like a, a fun weight for you. Um, check it out. Definitely consider going and uh, and trying it out. It's it should be a ton of fun. I'm excited to to help out with this this time. And then the the men's weight. So the novice men's, a couple things were actually changed. The stone over yoke is actually 160, not 200 pounds. And for the heavyweights, it's 215, not 235. Um, and I think everything else should be the same on that. Um, so like with the coin box deadlift, it starts at 400 pounds and then it'll go 440, 480 and so on um, for all those. For the open women's events, I think all these weights are correct. Uh, last time I last time I asked, last time I checked. Um, so, like I said, if it looks fun, definitely check it out. And then for the open men's, I think yeah, all that should all be the same still. Um, so yeah, not too bad. You know, if you're if you're a heavyweight men's open and you want to do farmers carry, three hundred pounds per hand. I actually just checked out the farmers handles and. They have some uh, kind of gnarly knurling on them, so they're going to dig into your hands, which actually is kind of nice because I think 300 pounds is actually a bit easier with that. Um, but, yeah, and then, like, the stones and stuff, not a bad weight. They're not allowing tacky, though, so keep that in mind. Um, yeah, so other than that, um, anything, wherever you guys want to start the discussion, uh, Go for it. Um, yeah, why don't we start why uh, about how you got into the sport? So, Clay, do you want to go first? Like, how did you first encounter Strongman, and uh, what first drew you to it? What was your what was that event that really got your attention? Yeah, so for me, um, I kind of always been strong. I actually started in high school, so I've been in the sport for a while. And it was actually Greg Fields, the promoter of Central Georgia, that got me into it. He did his first contest in Macon in like 2010, I guess 2010 or 11, and. Um, I caught wind about it. I'm from about 15 minutes north of there. And um, Greg was nice enough to work with me and showed me how to handle the implements and did my first one then. And then I've just kind of been competing sparsely ever since. Well, it turned out well for you there. I'll tell you that. Uh, Would you win three or four events? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I think four. Yeah. And uh, so speaking of Central Georgia, Andrew, uh, you did very well there as well. Second place there, right? Kind of blew through that uh, that deadlift. Very good with the deadlift. So uh, wh wh which would you like to concentrate on, the uh, blowing through the deadlift or the uh, difficulties with the stone, dare I say? You know, well, with, with the deadlift, you know, that's that was kind of it's a strong suit of mine. I'm, I'm a powerful static lifter, and, um, and that's – one of the things I'm trying to change, I spent a lot of time focusing on, um, you know, just some big lifts, big numbers and big power. And I left out a lot of actual event specific and, and strongman specific training. And so I picked up a coach. He, he started working with me about a month before Central Georgia Strongest Man. And so that's when I really started working, <clears throat> you know, more implements. But when it comes to the stones, it was such a weird day. Um, and I went to go pick those stones up and I had, uh, my abs completely locked up. I pulled when I did the farmer's carry my, my whole right side just completely locked up. And um, so I was like, okay, so I went to go to the stones. I bend over. And as soon as I go to pull it, it would just tense up and I couldn't do anything. So I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pass on this, you know, I'll end up with second or third. And 
that's that's a great day. It's amazing competitor. So it's just like you know, I'm happy with that. But uh, uh, yes, I mean, this it is what it is. It it, it sucked, but I, yeah, obviously, I needed to do a little bit more conditioning to make sure that doesn't happen in, in the future. Yeah, and so Clay, you were the only one to actually get reps on the stones, and I think you had two reps. So was it just a matter of something like that didn't happen for you? Like everything went well musculature wise? Yeah, I try to do a good job of staying hydrated um, in between events. I eat a lot and drink a lot in between events, which has worked out well for me so far. So I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't have to deal with any of that stuff. So um, it was a long day, a lot of moving events. Um, and by event five, you're always tired, especially if you're not going last in the lineup. So, um, no, I mean, I didn't have to deal with it and was fortunate enough to get a couple stones loaded. So it was nice. Nice. Yeah. And, and Andrew, I noticed you had a post a little while back doing a suitcase carry. How does that translate over into two-handed farmers? Well, I mean, it has to do with more training your your support muscles rather than the, you know, the static muscles that it does. It just gives you that ability to pick up something awkwardly and, and carry it. And that's, uh, that was my question. My coach actually programmed this for me. And I was just like, well, I don't get it. He's like, these are going to help with those awkward carries. It may not help directly with farmers, but there are times when you have more weight in one hand than another. Um, you know, if it's an off balance keg or an off balance, whatever it may be, um, it just helps build up those support muscles. And yeah, I absolutely love them. I do them once a week and uh, you know, it's, I think it's beneficial. I mean, it definitely it makes you think because you can pull, you know, I'll have three ten per hand, but then you, you go down to a single one, you put 225 and you feel like you're just going to keel over. So, but I mean, I feel like they work real well. You're on mute. Sorry, Clay, you ever do suitcase carries as part of your training? I personally, I don't really do a whole lot of implement training. I've been doing strongman for a long time now, and for me, the added value to doing a lot of implement training every week is kind of lost. So I don't, but I, I surely work great. I think you're on mute, pal. Yeah, sorry. Keep uh, picking which mute button to use. So, uh, Andrew, do you want to talk about how you first found the sport and kind of what attracted you the most? Yeah. So, I mean, I've always been a, a big dude, like, you know, when I was in high school and this is early, early 2000, 30, 35 years old now. Um, when I was in uh, high school, you know, I was a strong dude, did weightlifting and, you know, I was benching over 500 pounds. And after that, I just, you know, after I got out of high school, just kind of got fat and lost all my muscle and um, hit, hit a point one day. And this is, you know, six, seven years ago, or maybe a little longer than that, but um got into to distance running and to lose weight. And I lost 120 pounds. And um, so when I did that, I, I kind of started going back to the gym and did that off and on. And it was, it was about, uh, about two years ago, I saw a documentary. I forget. I think it was uh, that born strong with Eddie Hall and Thor and all them. I was like, you know what? I could do that. So I kind of, I toyed around with it um, for couple months and I did like a, I think I did Georgia's uh, log press and deadlift championship in 2018 and I pulled 600 pounds and I did a, a 290 log and um, and then and then from there I kind of I took about a year off and then I've been training strong for a year and so I don't know really just watch that documentary and knowing I, I know and I have the ability to do it and just making it happen so 
Nice. Um, either of you guys have a powerlifting background at all, or you went straight into strongman? I don't know. I don't. I went straight into strongman. I did. I toyed around with some bench only stuff for about five minutes in my early twenties, but I've never competed full power in any type of powerlifting stuff. If you had to choose between them, why uh, why would you say strongman's better? Well, um, I think strongman is personally, I mean, I think strongman's a better test of all of on strength and athleticism. I think it's a better test than just moving a bar in a straight line. But a lot of, kudos to those guys. I mean, a lot of guys do stuff that I can't do and don't have any ambition to do. But I think, for me personally, I think it's a little bit more of a challenge. No, I absolutely agree. I think I think the strongman's a good good judge of overall strength. And you know, I get I get uh, asked all the time. That's probably one of the number one questions I get asked because my bench is almost six hundred and my deadlift's over eight. And they're like, "Why are you doing strongman? Why aren't you doing powerlifting? You could step in and be up with a two thousand pound total, and that's un that's crazy." I'm like, well, it's "Just." It's not, I don't know, it doesn't interest me as much as strongman does. Um, it's not, you know, to do the same lift over and over and over. I like strongman because those are varied. You know, it's a keg, it's a yoke, it's something different all the time. Yeah, I, I, think, that, I think that's an answer that we get pretty often. Go ahead, Isaac. Oh, I was going to say, actually, with Andrew, so you said you have a 600-pound bench right now? Uh, I'm close to it. It's probably like 585 right now. Um <laughs> So, so how did you? Because um, I know like uh, wedding and and stuff. They've always talked about how like going from three hundred to four hundred pound bench. They need a different strategy to do a four hundred to five hundred pound bench, and so on and so forth. What what was your strategy to get to a six hundred pound bench, or did it just happen? <laughs> well, I mean, what's always worked really well for me is is heavy singles. Um, you know, so as soon as I hit a max, I wanted to make that max my new working weight. Um, so that was always my goal. So, okay. So when I hit, when I hit like 450, I was like, okay, now I want to do 450 as a regular single. Um, and, and that just, and that's the way my body responded really well to that. Um, I mean, some people's body's not going to respond as well to that because it's, if you don't do it correctly, you don't want up right. You don't have the proper base for it. I mean, I already had a base for it. Um, if you don't have that proper base, you can, you can breed injury, but um, I mean, that's what, that's what worked really well for me. And so that was my strategy. And now that, uh, you know, I've kind of, I kind of gone as far as I can with that. Cause I mean, it's really to do it with a, like a 450 or a 500 or even a 520. Okay. We can work on singles, but you start doing singles over 550. It, that takes, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of weight and it's a lot of strain. So and now I've started doing more, um, you know, like sets of like three to five at right around the 500 weight, and which is, which has been really well. And I feel like that's going to translate real well. Um, should be coming up on another max day here in about a month and a half. So I'm, I'm hoping to get close to that six mark. What would you say is the strongman event that bench would translate most into like a Conan's wheel maybe, or what do you think? I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, like I would think, like it's got it helps with some overhead pressing. I mean, if you went back far enough, I mean, you can kind of make a, a standing bench press. Uh, Mauser block, 
Mauser Block. <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> no, it doesn't translate, but it's something I I really enjoy doing. So I I just keep it going, and and I'm fortunate enough to work with a um, uh, guy that goes to my gym is Tim Moon, and he is he holds several world records for benching. He does uh he does equipped, you know, he put the shirt on, um, but uh, he's 57 years old. He holds all his weight class records. And so super cool guy to bench with. And I get, I get to go bench with him and another guy every Tuesday. So that's what we do. We show up and we hog the only competition bench at rise for two and a half hours and piss all everyone else off. So. <laughs> that's funny. We have a, a question in the comments. So Clay, maybe you want to tackle this, your thoughts on bands using bands in your training. I personally don't use them a lot. I think there's a time and place for them, but not everybody has access to the equipment to utilize bands effectively. And I think if ta if you use it, need to be done very thoughtfully. Um, I personally have not gotten a huge benefit from them. I've used them in, in spots, but I, I more <clears throat> stick to heavyweights, kind of like Andrew. I've, I don't do a lot of singles anymore. It's mostly triples and fives, but in kind of a conjugate linear type deal. So I do employ some of that, but um, not a whole lot of bands. And then, Andrew, how about you? Any bands in your routine? Um, sporadically. I mean, they work. I, I like using them. The only place I really use them, I use them for bench. Um, you know, I, I enjoy using them for, for that, and that's usually for a high rep set. Um, you know, if I'm doing high reps on bench, then I'll use the bands. But other than that, uh, I don't really fool with them too. I've never used them on deadlifts. I've seen people use them. I thought about trying it, but I'm like, you know what? It seems like a lot of effort to set up. So uh, <laughs> I haven't used them. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I used them on bench, and I, I enjoy it for a good burnout set. I'll, I'll throw the bands on and do that. Awesome. So I was just thinking uh, – Clay, at Central Georgia, you won the press medley. You want to walk us through, like, first of all, what did you think of the weights overall? Were they kind of on target, too light, too heavy? And then kind of walk us through how that press medley went for you. I think the, the weights were on target. I think – so the day of contest weights are actually a little heavier than what was on the entry form, which I which is normal in a, in a on contest day. You never really know what you're going to get. But it was within – you know, within five pounds, I think it's pretty acceptable, which is the range that we were in. Um, the press mainly went well for me. I was fortunate enough to do the first two implements pretty quickly because I've had a lot of experience with those first two implements. So for me, it was more clock management, I think, that got me through the end of that because I was able to do the first two implements very quickly and then take a few seconds to collect myself and then use the entire 60 seconds that I had, and which I think was a little bit more strategy, you know, than I'm used to employing, but it seemed to work. Worked well for you, for sure. Uh, Andrew, how about you? What did you think of the uh, the weights overall and then the press medley specifically? Yeah, I thought the weights were – I thought they were good. You know, um, I think they were good. I would have been happy with an, another, you know, 15 pounds on there. I think that would have been a little bit better. Um, you know, I, I'm – it was a great – it was a great surprise that surprised me. <laughs> I, I gave him a target and he hit it. And that was amazing. That's that's one of the disadvantages to going early in the rotation is, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I, I left probably one or two. I know I left two or three reps out there. I probably could have hit, but it was early and it was hot. And I'm just like, you know what? I think I'm good with my four on the on the axle. And then he hit the four on the axle, and then he he goes up to number five. I'm going to drive through it, and he killed it. So I was super impressed with him on that. And uh, 
but overall the weights were good and uh you know i, I just I learned my lesson and you know, make sure i don't leave anything out on the floor ever again <laughs> um, yeah let's let's maybe just take you mentioned how hot it was maybe let's just talk about this for a minute because we have talked about the uh, tragedy that occurred here before yeah. but just for a second uh how how much did the heat and humidity play a factor, do you think? Let's just speak generally about that without going into specifics. I mean, it, it's hot, but I mean, it's just like every other strongman competition. You know, I walk around my little fan on and try to drink water. But, I mean, that every competition you're going to do in Georgia in the spring or summer or even fall, you're going to be there. You're going to be drenched in sweat. And it's going to be humid and miserable. Um, and it's it's – part of the sport so you just got to be prepared for it the best you can and, and try to stay hydrated and i know that you know something i'm always bad about is making sure i drink enough water but just sitting down between events I, I once i get my energy going i like to get up and walk around and making myself sit down and relax is, is hard to do so and clay what are, what are your impressions about the uh the environment the conditions that day yeah i think andrew's right in georgia you're going to deal with heat and humidity i think in the season changes, especially like in the beginning of spring, it's hard to know what you're going to – kind of weather you're going to have in Georgia. It could be, you know, cold and wet one day and really hot the next day. So I'd say in this area of the country, just come prepared. Um, and uh, I, fortunately for me, though, Andrew, I don't have the prob- – I don't have a problem sitting down. With, I try to take a nap in between every event if I can. If I have, I'm trying to go to sleep. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean – so, I, you know, staying hydrated is a really big deal. And uh, I eat a lot of Oreos in between events, you know, just to keep in taking that. So it seems to work well. Well, I know that's what my – I got another one coming up in two weeks, and that's my biggest takeaway from Central Georgia because Central Georgia is like my second real good show that I've ever been at. Yeah. That was my big takeaway is I'm like, I need to sit down. I need to relax because the next day I'm like, man, I'm all sore all over. I shouldn't be this sore from only doing – five lifts and I realized it's because I, I don't think I sat down the entire day. Right. PD uh, likes your friend, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, lesson learned on that one. So I, I was real happy. I mean, I, you know, with the way it went at central Georgia's, I mean, I think I learned a lot and that I think I was, I'm really happy about it. So fun event. What's, what's that next comp coming up? Um, it is, uh, what was it? It's a battle axe showdown in Garland, Texas. So it's a strongman corp. So I'm trying to get my uh, national qualifier done for strongman corp. So um, we'll see. It's going to be a fun event. It's um, it's a max 14 inch deadlift, and then it's a uh, a yoke and keg. But the yoke is kind of yoke is 655. With a three with a three hundred pound keg, so I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll take that. Um, and then the axle clean and press for reps, and then a Hercules hold. So, but it's there are eight super heavyweights, and I know that uh, at least three of them. Well, I know there's gonna be four of us that are probably gonna pull over eight hundred on deadlift. So it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a fun event. Yeah, you don't mess around when it comes to deadlift. You put up 12 reps at Central Georgia, and I was just that's why I asked the question about did you guys think the weights were on target or are you just that good of a deadlifter? <laughs> I'm not that good of a deadlifter. I'll say that. I'll, I'll give him that one. <laughs> Thanks. 
No, it's uh, I, I think the weights were good. I mean, I think it, 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 at that kind of weight, you're gonna, you're asking for a rep battle. You know, if you go up to 700 or like Georgia's strongest man last year was 715 on the axle, it turns into a two to three rep battle versus you know 12 to 14 reps. So it's all it's all about what kind of show you, what what you want at your show. If you want high rep battle or if you want low reps, you know it. I mean, this was a the especially the deadlift was a was a higher rep battle. So I mean, if you like I said, if you go up to seven hundred or seven twenty, then you get people with three to four reps. Yeah, because Clay, you hit six, and uh, Leo's not here. I'll speak for him. He had nine there, so it was a pretty relatively high rep. Yeah, it was crazy. I think I thought Leo could have hit more too. That's what we we talked to him. I uh, was talking to him after he got done, and he was a uh, he was a uh, he was like, man, I think I could have got more. I'm like, I know you could, but I, I don't know about you, Clay, but it's really hard when you get a number in your head, like. Like even I was training the other day. I was like, okay, I'm gonna hit this for 11 reps. I know I can hit this for 11. I hit it for 11, and 12 wasn't gonna happen. But if I told myself 12 before I started, I probably would hit 12. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was my only mess up of the day. I should have pulled it for a single and then walked away from it because I knew I wasn't gonna beat you two. But when I started pulling it, it felt pretty good, and so I was like, oh well, we'll just see what happens. I mean, luckily it ended up working out, but I should have just pulled it for a single and walked off. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. I, I bring this up on every live stream for the kind of novice uh, folks in the audience, Clay. Maybe you want to talk about how much strategy goes into strongman. So with that example you just gave, I think most people watch and think you go all out on every event and it's just not so. What are your thoughts there? I think you got <laughs> I think you gotta have strategy. If you're gonna compete, especially if you're gonna compete super. I mean, if you're competing against guys like Andrew and Leo, you know, monster six five, six six, you know, three ninety, four hundred pounds plus. You gotta you gotta take small wins where you can get them, um, and if you're not employing some type of strategy throughout the day, you're gonna be leaving reps out there. You know, maybe in other events. You know, so like time management on the press medley, I should have only pulled one on the deadlift. I was lucky enough to be later in the order, so I got to use that to my advantage throughout the day. Um, so I think little things like that. Maybe not in any one contest, but over time, you know, over, from contest to contest, those little things add up and could really, you know, get you to a podium finish where you otherwise wouldn't have had one, And in my personal opinion. Did, did your order of participation matter because of when you signed up, or was it more randomly drawn than that? I think the way they did it was order of entry. The order, order that the entries were received, which yeah. I think is a normal way to do it. Um I mean, and at some events, order doesn't really matter. Like, I had to go first on the yoke because I was the shortest. Um, and then I think that was – and then I think stone was done based on, you know, where you were on point by that point, by that time in the day. But, it, you know, on the events that you do get to go later, it does help because you know how much you can save in the tank. For sure. I'm, let me just give it oh, – yeah, go ahead. No, that's the same thing that goes back to that press medley. You know, have – had had I been had Clay gone before me at the press medley, you know that would have been a little bit different. I, I mean, I probably would have kept pushing a little bit more. Um, but that's the advantage, and that's that same thing. You get a number to hit, you hit it, killed it. So you know. Yeah, let's take a little pause. Let me remind everybody in the audience, if you haven't yet, like this stream, subscribe to Hunger Smash Fitness while you're here. Why don't you? What are you waiting for? And uh, when this is all over, head back over to my block, Strongest Man. Subscribe to me, too, 
and uh, watch all the stuff that I've done as well. Um, Isaac's got a ton of great videos out this week, as we've discussed at the beginning. So watch all that stuff. Just wanted to give you that quick reminder, like, subscribe, follow our uh, fine gentleman guest today here as well. We'll give you their Instagrams by the end. And uh, just that quick reminder there, Isaac, you want to jump in? No, I think, I think you covered it. I think that's pretty good. Um, I was going to say though, like, cause I noticed um, just in the couple competitions that I've, I've been in or helped out with or something like that. The first event, seems like a lot of times it kind of sets the mood a little bit for the group. Um, Cause I've noticed that a lot of times with, with the groups and everything, how people do in the first event, you can see who, I don't know, right away, like they didn't do quite as well. And then they start kicking in high gear with all the other events. And then I don't know. Have you, have you noticed that at all? Have you, do you know what kind of what I'm talking about? Like mindset. I know that, uh, you know, it definitely sets my mood. If I do not so well in that first event, then I really you know, try to kick it up. And, um, you know, you try to you try to make up for lost ground, lost time or lost opportunities. And, um, you know, and a lot of times we're all we're all so competitive, which is amazing. But um, we're all such competitive. We're all we're all competitive in the nicest way possible, which is even better. Um, we're all there helping out. In fact, uh, I didn't have any knee sleeves. So if you watch my videos, I'm wearing Leo's extra knee sleeves the entire competition. Um, and, and that's the, just the best kind of competition. You can't ask for a better group of guys. So. Yeah, on that note, I, I want to give a shout out to Cody Reese, who uh, pulled out. He was going to compete and uh, you know decided his body wasn't up to it this time around and was there all day helping out everybody else. So big, uh, big shout out to Cody Reese. I think he worked harder than us. So he was he was sweating his ass off. It was <laughs> oh, he was. So we we were talking deadlift before, Andrew. That seems to be your thing. So uh, didn't you do a deadlift only competition recently? So I did uh, back in uh, oh my gosh, that was like February or January. Um, a local gym had a uh, had like a four fun powerlifting meet for you know just let people in the gym come out and, you know, experience, uh, experience a little bit of competition. This is a, so up in Tacoa, it's Owens. Um, so it's like an hour and 15 minutes for me. Uh, so I went and did a, it was a, I did a push pull. So I did a bench and deadlift only. Um, and, and I had a, I had a blast. It was, it turned out to be, it was supposed to be like 30 or 40 people ended up having like 85 competitors. Um, so they were, <laughs> it was a very long day. Got there at eight a.m. My first lift was at one p.m. Um, so, it, but it was it was a good day, and I, I did. Uh, I think I ended up with uh, five forty on uh, bench press, and I missed five eighty. Uh, got a little off track, and then I pulled seven sixty five on deadlift. So I don't deadlift without straps very often, you know. Uh, so that was kind of. <laughs> but I got eight hundred to my knees, and I, I felt like I was going to rip my hand, so I didn't. You know, for a fun competition, I wasn't going to, you know, risk injury. So, um, but, you know, we're maybe working a little bit on my grip, trying to get that trained. Oh, you're talking about that competition. Yeah, the one with the really oh. cool background behind you. <laughs> so that was so that was Justin Weaver put on. He, he got this mammoth deadlift bar from, oh, good. Uh, Arsenal is, is who makes it. 
but uh, he, he's got this mammoth deadlift bar, and I pulled that was I think that one was seven that was seven eighty, and the way it was stacked is it was seven it was seven eighty eight thirty or seven thirty seven eighty eight twenty eight seventy or eight thirty eight seventy. So I, I went to the 780 and then I, it pulled so well. I was like, the hell with it. I'm going to try 870 because if I try 830, I'm not going to get 870. And I actually broke the floor with it, which I was super, I mean, I was like, and I wasn't expecting it. So I broke the floor and ended up getting it to my knees. And then I mean, the, the, the sheer weight of it was just a little bit too much for me. I don't think I was uh, quite mentally prepared for it. And, uh, and uh, didn't get that one up, but I ended up with a uh, second place finish behind Wes, who's a pro strong man. He pulled, uh, I think he pulled the 870. And then, um, yeah, so, I mean, I had a great time and uh, it was a really cool event. Got a really cool growler that's engraved with Mammoth Deadlift competition second place. Nice. Yeah, I was just going to say, is that Wes Claiborne to your right? Yeah, yeah I guess it is. Yeah, he's beat me twice now. I've come in second twice to him now. So he, he <laughs> I did a competition in um, Cleveland, Tennessee, back in December, and it was a it was a deadlift and log press competition, and he beat me on that one too. So Matt. yeah, he's a t he's a tough customer for sure. He was um, Isaac. He just did Siberian Power Show, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say he was just out there with Travis, and I think he's going to go for the – isn't he one of the ones that's going for the American log record? Uh, on the co correction, he's one of the ones I'm predicting to get the American log record. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he has a really good chance <laughs> from seeing his training and stuff. Yeah, he's super cool, dude. Um, if you ever get a chance to meet him, super, super cool dude and uh, really nice guy. So, Yeah, we should have him and TL on together. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. What's that? That's an interesting interview. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we had uh, we had Jessica Fifth and Haley Randall and uh, Lauren Wells last week. That was an interesting interview. <laughs> so it was fun. It was a very fun interview. We will say that much. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're a blast. All three of them. Um, so let's see, you want to talk about some of the other events we had after the deadlift, there was a yoke carry. So, um, Clay, you again, blasted through the yoke. So tell us about kind of what the setup was there. Is, is it a height thing? Cause, um, you know, it's adjustable, right? You're not all carrying that, carrying it at the same height. Yeah. Right. So generally, uh, when you have a yoke in the contest, the lowest yoke height goes first. So I'm usually always first because I'm normally the smallest guy in the super heavyweight class. How um, tall are you? About five ten. Okay. Roughly, yeah. Um, I'm I'm five eight, so you got me. <laughs> so, uh, that yoke was only seven sixty, so it was a hundred foot, fifty down, fifty back, and by all intents and purposes, at seven sixty, is not that heavy. I mean, Andrew's towed it a lot heavier than that. I've towed it a lot heavier than that. But the yoke that we were on. Um, was a little wobbly. So that 760 on that yoke, I think, felt abnormally heavy to all of us. I mean, Andrew, how do you feel about that? Yeah, that, that yoke felt super heavy. And not only that, but you're doing it on the rubber floor. Yeah. So if that thing touched the rubber floor at all, it stopped. Right. Yeah, and that was it was it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was it was um I think that yoke carried a lot heavier 
they I think they put the quote unquote you know better more stable yoke over with the uh, middleweight guys. They had a lot more guys competing in that class, which I don't have a problem with. Um, I think you know it worked. I mean, we're all every we all me Andrew Leo we all you know did it on the same yoke, so it's not like it was unfair fair for any one individual. But it was um it was tough. It was a tough hundred foot for sure. Yeah, I think yeah. we were all within. I think we were all within like two seconds of each, two or three seconds of each other. So it, yeah, it was tight. It was tight for sure. So do you yeah, prefer we, the uh, rubber floor over sand or concrete or what's what's your preference with that? Concrete. Oh yeah, I've ever done it. Yeah, I don't think I would do a contest with a yoke in sand. <laughs> I just don't feel like that. I feel like it's a good way to get hurt. Uh, I've seen some of you guys do it on grass. That's got to be interesting. Well, we so at the original Central Georgia or year two and three, we did it at the Cherry Blossom Festival here in Macon, and it was actually in a field. So I've done it on grass before. That's not that bad. But um, concrete is, is definite, not for a couple of different reasons. Like Andrew said, if it touches the ground, uh, it doesn't dead stop you. And then if you get lucky, you can get a little slide action in there if you, if you have to beat it. <laughs> Yeah, and then in terms of the height on the yoke, the bar is what, like collarbone height, more or less? That's personal preference. So I personally pick mine with about six inches of clearance between the runners of the yoke and the ground because I, I'd rather take an extra, you know, couple milliseconds to pick it a little extra high and not worry about it scrubbing the ground than guys who prefer to have the, you know, only two or three inches of clearance with a fast pick and you know, all you know, moving really quick out of the gate. I personally am a little more conservative on it, so it's really just dependent on how high you want the yoke to be off the ground when you pick it. Yeah, I like it. I like it lower to the ground. I like the two to three inches off the ground, um, and because I feel like the higher it gets, the more unstable I become. Um, so I, I don't. Maybe it's a mental thing, but that's what uh, I did. Georgia Strongest Man. That was like my first serious competition last year and i'd never touched the yoke well i touched yoke one time before that and i did it for like 500 pounds it was 800 pound there and i had no idea how to pick a yoke height so i had somebody help me and uh i ended up having to pick it up like seven or eight inches off the ground at 800 pounds it was like quarter squatting 800 pounds and i totally i, I made it came <laughs> up and ran off the course cussing storm up but um but yeah so i i like it low i like it as low to the ground as possible, which is why it's really a lot harder on those rubber floors. And for all novices out there, just remember if you pick a yoke, if you pick a yoke the day before the contest when you go to get your height and it's up and it's you know got five or six inches of clearance, it's going to be lower to the ground loaded with contest weights. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> that's fair. That's a that's a that's a good uh, a good point. I'm actually going to write that down. I never thought about that, Clay. It's a real thing. I, I promise. Did you? Uh, so you're probably kind of in the zone with your own events, but did you get a chance to watch any of the novices? What did you think of how they did? Like speaking of yoke, Jalen McCarty is really good with yoke. At least in prep, he was. Um, I didn't watch too much of the novice. I spent a lot of time watching the women that went before us in the class. So we had a friend that came. Um, she did the Masters women, and that I know that class was awesome. I got to watch them most of the day, and they just looked like they were having a lot of fun. They moved a lot of really great weight. Um, the lady that that we brought with us is Danny. Is a you know she's a big time professional. So she decided she wanted to do strongman about four months ago. She's been 
training a lot, hit, you know, doing a lot of really good stuff in the gym. But the stone had been giving her an absolute fit. And we had one that was close to contest weight, but it had given her an absolute fit. And she was able to come to the contest, do really well, and load the stone for a PR. And for my money, had the best moment of the contest and the best exp- the best celebration of the day. Um, so I got to see a lot of that, which was really cool. Um, and the little bit I did see of the Nava stuff, but like, you know, the lanes were run really well. The guys do a really good job of putting that contest on. The judges were great. It just, you know, aside from the unfortunate event, that we've all, you know, talked about. Um, I think it ran very well. Yeah, speaking of uh, Danny's class, 16 reps on deadlift herself. That class, like, went crazy on deadlift. Yeah, they did. They they performed solidly all day. And, you know, they, you know, kind of like Andrew said, we all like one another. That's another delineation. The only powerlifting meet I ever did was bench only, and the guys were not nearly as nice as any strongman I've ever done. But we're all there to help, all there to have a good time. And, you know, those ladies did a great job of, you know, being real sportsmen and, you know, picking each other up and helping each other out. And it was just really cool to watch, you know, then, and then our class too, Andrew and Leo both, we were all, you know, cutting up, having a good time all day. So it was, it was a good day. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Isaac has some uh, experience there comparing powerlifting to strongman too, right, Isaac? Yeah. like power, I think powerlifting and strongman, they're both great, but they're four different like personality types. I think just because like in the strongman competition, everybody's there. Like it's like you just met these guys, but it's like a great big happy family and everyone's swapping food and candy and like, and it's just a blast. And then like in the powerlifting competitions, um, I, I did one and then I helped out with a couple and all of them, in between lifts, like everyone's sitting in their own little corner, listening to their music and like being angry in the corner kind of. And I, and I was just like, I don't, I like to hang out with people like, you know, yeah, serious lifting weights, but I want to have fun too. <laughs> Power lifters are angry in the corner people. I like it. They are. Make it <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. I, I mentioned it to a uh, JF Corone in my interview with him and uh, he said whenever he runs powerlifting meets up up in uh, Quebec, um, he doesn't allow any headphones and he doesn't allow like something else. I can't remember what it was. Basically <laughs> for that point because he was like, he wants people coming together and like having fun as a group basically and participating as a group. And so he was like, you know, if, if you want to listen to your angry music and everything, you can do that when you're at home. You don't need to be doing that when you're when you're here. When you're here, you need to be participating, basically. It's like, that's a cool mindset. <laughs> yeah, so uh, another thing I was wondering, Clay mentioned earlier his uh, superfood is Oreos. Andrew, what's your super energy food? <laughs> Sour Patch Kids. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I got like the big five pound bag in the gym bag and uh, yeah, I'll sit that and, you know, I'll, I'll be at the, be at the gym sitting on the bench or, you know, in between sets and I'll bust it out and all the yeah. people just stare at me. So then if you got to scale it down to body weight, I would have like a two pound bag. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I love Sour Patch Kids are like my weakness, that and ice cream, but you can't take ice cream to the gym. So. I was gonna say I don't think ice cream would last very long at Central Georgia's. It's uh, yeah, right. Be a, a Slurpee or something pretty quick. I don't know. It turn into a liquid. I'm gonna take a wild guess that Leo's superfood is pizza. For those for those that don't know in the audience, Leo's an award winning pizza chef. Oh, I had no yeah. idea. Are you serious? 
That's cool. Check out uh, Isaac. Bring up his Instagram. It says it on top. Yeah, let me uh, let me grab that. I, I mean, please. I didn't mean to sound demanding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like pizza. I've never been down his way, but I might go to have some good pizza. Right. Well. Oh. So pizza. Oh, whoops, I, I didn't uh, didn't realize I wasn't sharing it. Let me uh there we go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Cerrone's pizza. Well award winning pizza chef right here. Now that? you guys know that next time you see him at a comp, you gotta ask him ahead of time to bring food for everybody. Yeah. I could throw pizza into the inter event diet. Do that. I got pizza and I, I smashed some Lunchables between events. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, while we're on Instagram, any uh, any particular videos you guys want to uh, show off or, or talk about? I got Andrew's page up here. Um, any of these you want to brag about? Oh, man. Look, so uh, that uh, the fourth one, second row, first one on the left. That's yeah. a right there and that was fun I got to take uh, had my kids for the weekend and you know I needed to go train so I took them up there and they got the parking lot so they wanted to race me on their scooters while I was carrying the yoke well my daughter beat me that's in the second video but my son gave me a head start and uh, you know so that was that was a good time you know it's always good when uh, I, I like I like my kids to be able to see me doing this stuff Oh, for sure. Yeah. He, he started running there and he started scooting. I'm like, up, oh, up, oh, up, oh, I'm going to run. We tied. <laughs> how, uh, how much weight was that? Um, I think that was competition weight. I think that's 675 or 655, something like that. So, nice. Uh, maybe, I, I can't remember. It may have been, it was, it was light. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy heavy. But that, and that keg, I think it's a two, 250 keg. So, um, I gotta, I, I, I gotta get up there, and I'm, I'm gonna. We have an empty keg up there, and I gotta load. I need to load one to three. I want. I think I'm gonna overload it to three, like three twenty, so I can start training with that. Um, yeah, a lot of kegs in the super heavyweight classes are are three hundred. A lot of event kegs, so I want to start overtraining that. But because the weight's not crazy, they just they just suck all. The time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just I just got a uh, 330 pound sandbag, 332 pound sandbag a little bit ago. Uh, I've been starting to play with that more, doing like front carries and stuff, just because you can do whatever with it. And that sucks when all that weight's out in front of you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not a lot of fun. No, no. I bought, I just bought one of those Cerberus 309 sandbags. I haven't filled it up yet though. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's the one that I got, but I, uh, I, I think I misjudged the sand because I, I filled it up full, and I got, I got like five bags of sand at sixty pounds each or something like that, and there was still room. So then I put some extra in. And I was like, oh, maybe the bags were too light or whatever; they were underfed. Um, and then after I filled it, I let it sit for a bit and then weighed it, and it was at 332. So I was like, oh, okay, so it probably used too small of a grain or something. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's heavy. 
sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but I bet. It's a lot of fun too, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But uh, What's, uh, oh, I was gonna say I want to see this video here. What are you? Uh, this is like a twelve inch on the wagon wheels. So yeah, sixty-five for two double, two sets of doubles. I'm trying to get ready for that fourteen-inch deadlift. So <clears throat> I was, it's always fun deadlifting at the gym because everyone stops what they're doing to watch. So <laughs> yeah. So for the uninitiated among us, where do you get those wagon wheels? Do you have to get them fabricated, or are they sold where you buy normal parts? Those those are rogue. Um, Rogue actually makes them that you can buy just off their website. Um, I think Rogue makes a set, and then I want to say Titan Fitness has some too. Maybe Rogue. Yeah, I think Fitness. Rogue has both, though, because they have the bumper style that are like 70 pounds, and then they have the actual wheels that are 45 pounds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I know I was looking them up, and I think for the bumper style, they're like just under 500 bucks for shipping and all that and then for the wheels it's like six or seven hundred something for everything yeah i don't know and then so yeah i have no idea those are those are already at the gym so i'm thankful they have those and then um yeah that's a i think i think ohio bar which i absolutely love so yeah yeah and so isaac i stepped away for a sec did you catch that last comment in the comments about uh Making about oh, it, no. whether the guys make their own gear or whether they get it sponsored. Oh, yeah, we can definitely uh, bring that up too. Do you guys make your own strongman gear or try and get it sponsored? So, Cody, what type of gear are you uh, are you thinking of? We'll try to guess, but if you can type it in, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I don't really make anything for what it's worth. I buy it. I just you know buy it. Um, I don't, I don't really know that there's any strongman gear that I can make myself, but, and I'm not strong enough to get sponsored. So for me, I just, you know, go out and buy what, what I think I might like and give it a whirl. The only thing of mine I've made, I made some Atlas stones in the backyard and, uh, I won't do that again. Cause that sucked. <laughs> what happened? Oh, no, it just, you know, makes it in concrete. Just, I'm, I feel like I'm just too fat for it sometimes, you know, <laughs> manual labor. <laughs> uh, you know, I can deadlift, you know, 800 pounds, but, you know, mixing concrete, my back was sore for like two days. So <laughs> that, that's cardio, you know, mixing concrete, that's cardio workout. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it, yeah, I mean, they, they turned out fine, and um, I borrowed some bolts from a friend of mine, and so I got a couple of stones out there. I still don't train them nearly enough. Um, yeah. Oh, he's talking about sandbags, I guess. So, yeah. So, no, I bought mine from Cerberus. Um, they make a really good sandbag. Nice. Yeah, I use yeah. the Cerberus sandbag as well, and I, I love it. It's It's been great. Um, I know the, the gym – the only gym that's nearby that has strongman equipment right now that I've been going to, uh, it's a little over an hour away. Um, and they actually made most of their own, like their yoke they made, their cambered bars they made. Like, um, so it's kind of cool, but at the same time, like their yoke, just the, the basic frame is like 
550 pounds, something like that. And it's got a bunch of bolts and stuff holding it together. So it's kind of cool. It looks interesting. Um, but yeah, I know you can see the yoke in that picture there. That one's made, that one was made by a local company, a local fabricating company. Um, I don't think they're in business anymore. It's SIS. Um, and it's, it's three, I want to say it's like 350 unloaded. And then usually there's some water in it. Uh, in the post, which has like another 15 pounds. <laughs> I know, still counts at least. <laughs> I, I, I was always, I was always wondering this, and it's probably a bad question to ask Clay and Andrew because they've been strong forever. But Isaac, maybe you have too. But like, if, if a normal if a normal person were going to pick up a yoke, like, what's a weight that would feel heavy to them the first time? Like not worked out at all, or like has a gym, like been working out, been squatting, like gym base, or just like some double off the street. No, like working on on working on working out on and off for years, but not steady. I don't know, three four hundred pounds probably. I would say. Oh, that much. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's say like let's say like three eighty. Yeah, I go with that. Yeah, I think it partly depends on just like what you grew up doing too, because like. I mean, I grew up working on working on farms and stuff like that. And so, like, I was just always weird strong. I'm not as good with bars. I'm, I'm much better with stones and yokes and stuff like that. So the first time I ever tried yoke, I was able to do – I think we worked up to, like, a 785 or something like that on the yoke, and it felt good. But I was only squatting, like, 415 or something like that at the time. Like, I could not squat for anything. But standing up – you could just load me up with as much weight as you wanted and I could still walk with it. And I don't know. I mean, so I guess people are, everyone's a little different, I guess. Interesting. Good to know. And then Andrew, uh, in case you ever need Atlas stones again, don't feel like mixing them up. I know a good fabricator. Coincidentally, also Andrew at Kratos Strength Equipment. So give him a shout if you need Atlas stones. <laughs> Will do. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to get some more in my uh, arsenal here. I, I don't train them nearly enough, and it's definitely one of my uh, my weak spots that uh, is going to get addressed. So, Yeah, I was like, we were talking about sandbags. I was looking Muscle Pirate makes some pretty uh, nice-looking ones. I might get some and check them out. Not sponsored, but uh, open to it. <laughs> I have their throwing bag. Um, I have their throwing bag. I think I've thrown it once. It, I mean, it was a good bag. Um, good company, and uh, yeah, should be all right. They do. I think Cerberus is the only one that has the, the zipper, though, right? Yeah, and that, I have the Cerberus bag. I have access to the Cerberus bag. It's really nice. If they got the zipper. Yeah. I think I think um, Muscle Pirate still does the, the zip ties and duct tape. Yeah, that's one of the things I love about the Cerberus bag is that it has it's the double liner with the zipper or whatever. So it's super easy to fill up and and it's no hassle basically. Yeah, good to know. Another question I had about yoke. So we talked about, you know, kind of height of bars and all that stuff. What's a breathing technique? I've asked other strong women this but uh what do you do with your breathing when you do a yoke walk um so personally i'll just wear the belt super tight and try to push out into it as much as i can and then 
Um, it's normally short, shallow type breaths, you know, in between steps, but I don't, I don't really think about that a whole lot. I just breathe as much as I can while staying as braced as possible. So it's not something I'm really cognizant of. It's just something that just kind of happens, I guess. Yeah. I guess after years of, uh, kind of muscle memory, you just do it out of habit. Yeah. Awesome. Andrew, how about you? So at the start of it, I try to brace myself and the easiest way to do that is to hold your breath in during the pick and then the first few steps. And then from then I just try to keep my, my breaths consistent. You know, if we have a turn, then obviously I'll take and hold my, well not hold my breath, but brace myself with it um, during the pick and the first few steps. And then just try to get back into a rhythm of, of good steady breathing. Interesting. Yeah. So I asked Erin Stoney this question and she basically said, if the distance is short enough, she holds her breath the whole time uh, to get that kind of soda can pressure type situation going. I've heard of other people who've said that um, uh, one of the guys at the gym, who's done strongman for years. He, that's what he told me. He's like, hold your breath. I'm like, dude, I don't think I can hold my breath. I can't even dive down the bottom of the pool. Like I can't hold my breath that long. Not for not for fifty feet. I don't think not fifty feet down and back. I, I don't. No, yeah. right. I would I would collapse by the time I got. I mean, it's it's just however your physical conditioning is. I know that yeah. wouldn't work for me. Yeah, I could I could see that working for like a twenty foot yoke walk or something like that. Um, something shorter distance. But yeah, when you're doing fifty feet down and back, like I've I've a phenomenal breath hold. I mean, I. Like in training with the military and everything, we we did underwater swimming and stuff all the time. I could do the the fifty meters and all that. There's no way I could hold my breath for fifty feet with a yoke on my back. Like it's it's very different. I don't know. <laughs> but she's got a good point. I mean, you do get that bracing effect, which is why I I hold my breath for that first you know initial pick and five to six feet, the first few steps, because it is. I can tell a big difference when I do have my breath in and I'm using it to brace. So uh, you just got to find a balance that works for you. So Clay, want to go through uh, any of your videos that you want to brag about or, uh, or mention? Unfortunately, no, I don't, I don't really have any. Um, I actually wasn't planning on doing this contest. It was kind of a last minute thing. Um, and, it was it was kind of a debacle for me the whole training process because i was hoping to actually do this contest in the 275 weight class and then i <laughs> failed miserably at making weight so <laughs> ended up having to compete in the heavier class um so i don't i personally don't do a lot of implement training at this point i've kind of been fortunate enough when i first started strongman i got to touch a lot of implements very regularly and so i kind of built you know, out what, you know, handling those looks like. So I do very little implement training nowadays. I, I, I think most of my base, or I know all of my base is really built in the gym. And then I will do a couple of event days before contest. Um, but then through all that, there's not a, you see, that's, that's all my wife. There's very, there's no, there's very little training for me. I got, I think I got a trap bar over there somewhere. Uh, yeah. But no, that's really about it. And I was excited to have, I think that's seven or seven something, maybe. Yes, yeah, seven hundred on the Kabuki. Yeah, yeah. So that was a pretty good day. Um, but no, so far as videos on my social media, I don't do a very good job. <laughs> I saw one of your posts. I mean, it is like four or five years ago, but it was pretty interesting. It was a tandem deadlift. How did that uh, 
you know, come to mind to try that? Um, so that, so that was myself and another guy that owns the gym that I train at. And, <laughs> um, I can't remember. He had seen it online. Um, and thought it was cool. And some other people had did it at a lesser weight. And he was like, well, we we're cooler than those people. So I want to try to do it. He wanted to get in on it. And so I just came in one day and we loaded the bar up and, and did it. It was really nothing. Just kind of spur of the moment type deal. That's funny. I mean, is how is it as hard to coordinate your timing as I'm thinking it is, or no? No, you just you know a three count works pretty well. You know, you warm up together. Don't just go in there and you know let it ride on the on the working weight. So you do all your warm ups together, then you know play it every time, and you get your timing down. It's not hard. I tell you what, though, the problem was he was he's taller than me. So when we both stood up, all the weight kind of shifted over to my side. It started to hurt after a second. Can imagine. Wow. Is yeah, the, if, you, uh, if you scroll is down a little bit, you'll see it there. Okay. Down here? There you go. Yeah, there you go. Is it a video or – oh, it's a photo? Yeah. There's a five – I think I got a 5.50. If you look, you go to the very next video, I think I got a 5.15 axle bench on the very – yeah. Wearing red shorts. Yeah. I was a good bit lighter back then too, so that was a pretty cool one. Yeah, five fifteen on the axle, so not too bad. Pretty impressive. Someday I'll start training bench again regularly, but I uh, I've I've never really enjoyed bench, and uh, I don't know. Well, Andrew and I camp on that. I enjoy doing it a lot, so I, I still do it every week. And I do think, especially in the top end of your overhead, there is some carryover. That you know, yeah. last few inches, you know, you can overload. You, most people can bench more than they can overhead press, right? So that last few inches of extension, I think, gets <coughs> when you're benching. Yeah. Well, I think so. I think definitely. I think that that is very true because. My overhead press came along a lot quicker than it probably should have. I think it's because I benched a lot. So, I would agree with that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We got another question here in the comments. Um, when you guys set goals, do you shoot for an event-by-event -event basis or X amount of different lifts, or do you have overall annual goals? Well, so I have I have my annual goals, um, and, and I try to keep them. I try to keep them obtainable, and I try to keep them um, like not a, not a whole like not a whole list of them. There's right now there's two annual goals. So this year I want I want a 900 pound or excuse me I want an 800 excuse me 900 pound deadlift, and I want a 600 pound bench. Um, and I, I'm really shooting for 620 on the bench because I think that 600 is going to come probably mid-year. Um, so those are my two annual goals. I try not to do like with event basis, like like this event I'm coming up. I know I, I know I want to pull I want to pull 850 off the 14 inch deadlift. I think that's super attainable for me. But as far as the other ones, I just want to go in there and I want to make sure I don't leave anything else out so I, i'll like if there's a max event i have a goal on that one but the other ones it's 
I just want to go in and know that I performed the best I could. And it's what really pisses me off is when I don't go in there, I don't perform as well as I knew I could. Um, so that's my goals. How about you, Clay? I'm a little bit more short range vision. I'll usually, I usually plan my goals out each individual mezzo cycle. So I do three on one off. And um, <clears throat> so when I, and when I plan, I plan those workouts in advance and, I keep a log of all my training sessions, so I'm able to incrementally increase the weight, hopefully from cycle to cycle. So it's kind of small baby steps in progression along the way. Um, and I do have a couple, you know, big time goals. I don't really have timetables on them. I'd like to, I'd like to have an 800 pound deadlift. I'm working towards 800 off the floor, um, and a couple of other things. But for the most of my goals are pretty. You know, this is one I want to do in this moment. And then if I keep adding to this over time, I will eventually, you know, do everything I want to do. And then that does change relative to, you know, contest. If I do decide to do one and, you know, we might set some short-term goals specific to that contest or, or a certain event, kind of like Andrew does. I think everybody does that, but in training it kind of, I keep it, try to keep it simple. Awesome. Good question, Cody. Hey, Cody, let me know which Cody Wadsworth you are on IG. I'll follow you. Good questions. Oh, there we go. Um, so do you guys have any uh, lifetime goals with strongman? That you, like, you know, I mean, Andrew, you're, you're, uh, you're getting closer to a thousand pound deadlift. Is that one of your lifetime goals or <laughs> anything along those lines? Yeah. So a lifetime goal. Absolutely. Um, you know, so planning it out, I want 900 this year. I want a thousand the following year. Um, so I don't think that's unobtainable. And, and you know, Looking back from a few years ago when I was benching or deadlifting 600 pounds, you know, 900 pounds was unattainable. So it's as if we're getting close to it. I mean, if I pull, you know, I'm pulling 820 now, 830 now. I mean, we're within 160 pounds, 170 pounds of a thousand, and uh, so it's, it's creeping right up there. I mean, I'm gonna. I, I know I want 900. I know I want a thousand next year, and then after that. Um, you know, we'll see where, where this whole journey takes I me. And that's, you know, I, I really just started it and started to get serious about it. So I'm really interested to see where it ends up for me in a couple of years. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to write it out. That's the lifetime goal for, for deadlift is I know, I know I'll hit 900 this year. I know I'll hit a thousand next year. And then after that, we'll, uh, we'll see, but it'd be cool. Definitely, definitely in thousands. So three, four years from now, deadlift world championships. Yeah, I was just gonna say, are you gonna head over there? <laughs> that's, that's so crazy, and and you know this the mammoth event that I just did. Um, you know, I'm I'm the only one who pulled without a deadlift suit, so uh, you know, and to get that, and I'm, I got one. On, I'm about to have one on order next week, um, so I'll see how I pull with that, and hopefully that'll put me closer to that nine. Um, some of these competitions, so. Yeah, for sure. By the way, with the uh, this year's deadlift championships, who do you think has the best chance? <laughs> it's gonna be fun. I don't. Uh, I don't know. You're, who, who they put out the uh, fifty thousand for five hundred five, right? I think so. Yeah. I think it's gonna go one more year before it gets taken. I think. It's, I think we got one more year before we see five hundred five move. 
Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think uh, Big Law said the same thing. He doesn't think anybody's going to get the five hundred five. So let's let's kind of throw that out and say nobody's going to get it. Who's gonna Who's gonna come in first? I don't know. I haven't tracked it as much as I should, so I, I, I couldn't I couldn't answer that. But I mean, for what I've seen, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Somebody who who pulled that four eighty two in training? No four. It yeah, four eighty two on a stiff bar with no suit. Is that the name you're talking about? It? No, he's the um, uh, he's, he think he's from Georgia or Iran. What's his name? Um, Let me look for him real quick. I can't. I, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember. His name. He, he's he's always got the dude slapping him before they pull. I can't. Uh, look it up. Are you talking about Payman? Payman, he's yes. uh, the Iranian guy. Yes. Is he is he competing at that? He is. I think I so. Think, yeah. I think he has a good chance, but I know he usually when he does those big pulls, he puts a collar on the inside of the weights there, and so it gets a little extra whip on the bar. And so I'm wondering, like, he's he's really strong. I mean, granted, I'm not I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but when you're doing it on an actual deadlift bar in competition and you don't have those extra, you know, two inches on each side, um, I, I don't know win. how much of a difference. Yeah, like I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make for him, but it, it it could be significant. Well, you know, it, it makes a difference. I pulled on that mammoth bar, which was kind of is same principle. There's a lot more whip to it. We used the deep dish 45 pound plates comparable to the elephant bar they pulled at the 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 Arnold a couple years ago. And it's I don't know. It does <laughs> that whip doesn't help you out as much as you think you as much as you think it would. Um, it's still. We'll see. I, I, I'd be interested to see how that goes. I didn't know he put the clip on the inside. I, I'm, I may have to see. I may do it. I may load a clip on there and see the, how it feels myself. See if it makes a difference. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it right now, and uh, might sound, you know, uh, subjective because I had him on, but I think JF's gonna win. Jeff is a beast, and he talking to him because he did this twice a week and everything, and like. I don't know. I, th I think he's got a great shot at it. Um, that other guy, though, uh, Asco Carew or something like that, the <coughs> guy who did the 482 on a stiff bar with no deadlift suit. Um, did you see him? He's someone I'd never heard of before. And then he all of a sudden pops up on Instagram and he's doing close to the world record, basically, kind of for fun in the gym. I don't know. We'll see if he has a chance. <laughs> yeah, I'm checking out the uh, the Giants live announcement on Barbend to see everybody who's competing. And there's a couple of those guys on there. I mean, like uh, Pavlo. Pavlo's he just tied the world record. I mean, in the gym, but still tied the world record with a 400 kilograms for six reps. Um, and then Rhino, who holds the world record for 400 for six reps. I mean, both of them are really good deadlifters, and I think they both have a shot at getting 500. I don't know if they're going to get 505. Um, Dude, he pulled that. He pulled that 400 for six in under 30 seconds. Yeah, he was fast. Like Quick. Pablo, I have no idea how to say his last name. I've heard so many people say it different ways, <laughs> but like, and he's. 
he's what 23 something like that like he's a young kid i was like dude 10 years you may be setting the 550 deadlift world record that's why like that's why i still have hope you look at look at jf he's in his late 30s and he's still kicking it and doing amazing at podium last year that was that was insane Oh, yeah, and Ivan Makarov, I forgot about him. He already attempted it once, but he missed it. Uh, he couldn't lock it out, right? But he broke it off the floor. Yeah. Oh, Gabe Pena is invited. I didn't know he was actually invited. He, I actually interviewed him the other day, and uh, I, he said he would like to be invited. Maybe he got invited in the last day or so. Yeah, I haven't heard whether he's accepted or not yet. I I just saw it the other day that that he was included in the list. Um, yeah, if he if he's uh if it doesn't conflict with um some of the other shows he has in his schedule, I know for sure he wants to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, for fifty grand, yeah, I could probably fly out to the UK and give it a shot. <laughs> It'd be cool to see the five out of five move, but I think we got one more year. Yeah, same. Payman's the early favorite. Yeah. Well, what about you, Clay? Who do who do you have for the uh, deadlift? Man, I really don't know. I haven't kept up with any of it, and I'm kind of unlike Andrew. I'm I'm kind of on the tail end of my strongman career. I think I got about one or two more runs at nationals in the 275 class if I can lose the weight in me and then I'm I'm probably going to be done. Yeah. You going to you going to try to go for some Axel Press records before you go Clay? Um I'm going to try to go for more than that in the 275 class. I think I have a real chance to do some damage in that class. There are a lot of really strong guys in that class, a lot. But um I just don't have the frame, you know, to compete super heavy. Um Right now, I mean, or I mean, it's not like I'm getting any taller. So I think in the 275, I think I can do some damage. So we'll see. We'll give it a couple more tries, and then depending on how that goes, we'll go from there. I mean, you could try wearing platform shoes when you compete. That'll give you a couple inches. Yeah, <laughs> especially on the stone, it doesn't help. The pick, it make it terrible. You might be able to go from my buddy Wyatt Dawson's uh, Mauser block record. I think that's a 300 and under, so you, you don't have to get down to 275. I've never even picked up a block. I, I would have no idea. It would it would be it'd be They're tough. They're not fun. Yeah, yeah I've heard. Most unfun thing you can do. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Well, then you got the steel block, right? And you're, you're picking it up here, and it's already super unstable. You're looking at these sharp corners, right? And then you're going to pick it up and put it over your head. And then you're looking at the corners over your head the whole time. You're trying to find the balance of it. And it's just, dude, no, I, I've actually, I've, I've passed on competitions because they have block press. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. I like, I like my head intact. That's funny. I can't find that. Yeah, I mean, I've had, so I've interviewed a bunch of record holders. So Jessica Fithin, uh, Gabby Bergholzer, Wyatt Dawson, Steve Schmidt, and uh, haven't gotten Justin Kielhofer yet. He, he had the record before. Um, was it Steve Schmidt broke his record, his super heavyweight. So, uh, yeah, they all have um, – and Jamie Wilson, who didn't break the record, but is very accomplished in the block as well. And they all have different reasons why it's difficult. What's the record for super heavyweight block? 
337? Yeah, why? Yeah, I know Wyatt's at under 300 pound body weight, I think is 297, the record. And then Steve Schmitz is like 347, I want to say, but I got a little bit. I did a 315 just messing around. <laughs> there you go. So you're, you're right there, man. Shit. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe I'll have to do it and get a record. Just uh, just wear a helmet and uh, and the football shoulder pads. You know, <laughs> make sure you <laughs> you cover up and you're good to go. I'll just I'll just tell you though, Steve's hard to beat. Like he at Mammoth Strength Challenge, he just showed up and broke a record. Like he wasn't even planning on going. Don't you hate it when people do that? Like they just accidentally get a record. <laughs> I did that. I got the uh, Farmers Hold for Time record for USS. <laughs> so. Didn't even realize I got it until I got an email like three weeks later. He's like, by the way, you set a record. Like, huh, neat. Did you get any, uh, like a a little plaque or or anything like that? I got an email. So, record. It was was like, I think it was like 45 seconds. I was actually surprised it was a record. Won the event, I was surprised it was a record. How How much weight was that? Three three twenty per hand. Dang, that's a lot of weight. Yeah, and then they they were this was like in, well, they had the um, cleaning protocols in place, and so the handles were a little slick too. So I was actually surprised I got that. Yeah. So another uh, novice layman question here. When you're doing farmers, they're you know the handles are kind of a bit up off the ground. How much easier is it than if you just had a pair of dumbbells laying on the floor? Much easier to pick. Like if I like if I can pick up, I don't know, 110 pounds in each hand and walk 50 feet with it because they're dumbbells. How much could I do with farmers because they're up higher? 250. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's surprisingly easy because it's higher than a like it's it's because it's so much farther off the floor. It's uh, it's it's really surprising how much you can pick up on the farmers. So you get like get people who can deadlift six hundred pounds who can pull and walk with six twenty, you know, three three ten per hand, no no problems. So it's actually once you once you do it and do that farmers for the first time, you really understand. It's a. It's not the pick that's hard. It's the keeping it in your hand is hard. Right. Right. And I'd I'd say it depends too on like if the handles are knurled or not. Um, if you're allowed to use chalk, some of them, you know. So there's different rules too that um, how hot it is probably. So how much sweat is already on the on the handles too. So I think there's other factors that play into it as well. But yeah, I I'd, I'd agree with that for the most part, Andrew. Wow, uh, very, very motivating. Thanks. Do it. uh, You got to be careful, though, because I I took it's they're easy to fall with. I took and I did uh, July 4th last year. I was in Savannah doing um, a little competition. It was actually my like I hadn't trained for it like at all. I was just like, you know, I'm gonna start doing strongman again Um, and uh, did the Farmers and I dropped one like a split second before I dropped the other, 
and I took a nasty tumble, scraped up my knee real bad, and that was the second event. So. So that's why you train the uh, the suitcase carry, so that if that happens again, then uh, <laughs> you can recover better. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. I just do what the coach tells me sometimes. <laughs> Not my reason to question why. You got to you got to talk to James Stanko. He does strongman, and he's also a gymnast. He'll teach you how to roll out of that with no pain. <laughs> you want to see my four hundred pound ass roll anywhere? I was going to say, I want that on video. If it's going to be rolling anywhere, I got to see a video of that. It just made me rolling down a hill. I can, like, I'm pretty sure. I'll, uh, I'll give you that. James is 280, so I'll give you that. <laughs> You'll be leaving craters in the ground as you bounce down the, down the hill. They're going to register it as an earthquake. All right. Well, um, we're approaching the hour and a half mark, so probably start wrapping it up here. Um, anything else you guys want to cover before we before we uh, close this all up, or anything else you want to talk about? Exciting things coming up. Um, shout outs. Anything you want to plug? No. I mean, this has been real fun. I appreciate you guys having me on. Clay, it was super awesome competing with you. Just Central Georgia's strongest man. Can't wait to do it again, hopefully next year. Same here, man. We need to get together and train so we don't live that far apart. I know, absolutely. Um, you got my Instagram, right? I do, after today. Right. Yes, I do. Well, hit hit me up. We're doing um, – you know, I got, uh, I got a competition in two weeks, so I'll be doing some training next weekend. But after that, you know, let me know. All right, man. That sounds great. Thanks, guys. I think y'all do an awesome thing for the sport. We really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, we really appreciate you coming on. So, Clay, you mentioned you're not sponsored yet. Andrew, are you sponsored? Any sponsors you want to shout out? No, I don't have any sponsors. I'd like to I'd like to um, say my thanks to my home gym, which is Rise Athletic Club out in Oakwood, Georgia. Um, fantastic facility, uh, great people. So. Same awesome. here. My, my gym in, in Watkinsville, Georgia, Core Blend. They've really been. A good home for me for about the past five years. I have a lot of great equipment, a lot of great people, super supportive. So kind of another uh, strongman home kind of in the northeast Georgia area. I think anybody wanting to train anything would, do, would be well served to go there. Fantastic. And any potential sponsors out there watching, sponsor these guys. They're both freaking awesome. Uh, Go Hard Labs, sponsor these guys. By the way, anybody watching wants a great pre-workout. They're really awesome. Go Hard Labs. MBSM10 is your code at checkout. I'll save you 10%. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today, guys. And, uh, yeah, this has been awesome. It's Yeah, it's always super, super fun. Tons of very informative having these guys on. So, uh, yeah, I guess that is all for today. Uh, once again, this is Isaac with Hunter Smash Fitness with my co-host, John, at My Block Strongest Man. We had Andrew and Clay on today, and we will be doing a live stream again next Saturday, same time. So make sure you check it out. And uh, that is all for today. So just remember to always improve that 1%. Ciao, homie.